Hey everyone, this is Real Talk About Feminism. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Haley, and this is episode 11. We are so excited for what we have planned for you guys today. It's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to talk about um, dating, and that's kind of broad, but we're just going to talk about some little horror stories that I have and some lessons that I've learned from dating. And then, of course, Mackenzie and her husband have our high school sweethearts, and they've been together forever, so... Yeah, I really don't have any (laughs) dating horror stories, so it'll be fun to just listen to yours. But I will share the story of how we met, and I think that'll be fun to share too. Um, Before we jump into the episode, let's start with the feminist highlight. Today, we're going to talk about Emma Watson, who I absolutely love. Um, I think we all know her from the Harry Potter films, but she is a lot more than an actress, and she has done a lot more than star in Harry Potter. Um, I think that her most prominent achievement is that in July of 2014, she was appointed as the United Nations Goodwill Woman Ambassador. And right after that, she led the He for She campaign put on by the UN in 2014. This was a campaign that, quote, urged everyone to pursue a feminism that firmly rejects man-hating, end quote. And that's according to BorganMagazine.com. So obviously I fall into that category because I don't hate men, um, but I do identify as a feminist. So I think that was really cool. Um, In addition to this, she has traveled to Zambia and Bangladesh to promote girls and women's education. And she worked with an eco-friendly clothing brand called People Tree to bring awareness to how damaging the fashion industry is. And I think she's a really good person to work with a clothing brand because she's an actress. So she knows all about fashion and different brands and really how detrimental the fashion industry is to the environment. So those are just a few of her achievements that really stuck out to me. Um, She also graduated from Brown University. So she's really smart. And I think she's a really great person with a big heart. And I think it's cool to highlight some of her other accomplishments besides um, her career as an actress. Yeah, that is so cool. I really like how she was promoting feminist ideals without hating men. I think that's really cool. And obviously we both agree with that. And that I think most people agree with that. Um, Most people aren't radical feminists, but... Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Really interesting. All right. So let's just jump into the content that we have for today. So like I said, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) I'm so excited because I'm not going to say any of these guys' names that I've like gone on dates with, but some of these stories are so funny. So I'm just so excited to share. So how about you go first and just tell us like about you and Jared and how you guys met. Okay. So... I'll try and get the simplified version because it's kind of long, but I was a freshman in high school and he was a sophomore. So he's a couple years older than me. And it was, I think, end of January or beginning of February, there was a school dance and I wasn't going to go because I had a few other plans that day. It was on a Saturday and I was like, well, if I go, then I'll only have like 15 minutes to get ready. I'll have to come from this activity and go straight to this dance. Um, but one of my friends, she had been asked by a date. And so she was like, no, you have to come with me, you know, like be my wingman, you know? (laughs) And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. And, um, I hadn't bought a ticket yet either, but I was in student leadership and my leader, my supervisor, she's like, oh, here's your ticket. Just go. Like, we want you to come. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. Like, why not? It's a free ticket. And I'm going with my friend and her date. I'm going to help her out. So I rush to the dance, we meet at the front and we walk into the dance and she met up with one of her other friends who I kind of knew too. So we were all kind of hanging out and her friend had a date as well. Her date is one of my husband's best friends, which I didn't know at the time, but Jared, my husband, he was also third wheeling that couple. So it was Mm -hmm. like them two. And then me and Jared were third wheeling. And so obviously like, they were all dancing. And so we were like, oh, well, we'll just dance too. You know, like our friends are here and like, we're both 
not having a date. So we like hung out for the whole night. He didn't say a word. Like literally he, I think he said like two sentences. And the whole time I was like, am I talking too much? Like, does he think I'm weird? You know? And then I come to find out after he was like, no, like I literally just like, didn't even know to say I was so intimidated by you. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, well that makes me feel okay now. Um, so the dance ended and we were like, okay, bye. You know, like we didn't really think it was going to lead to anything, but then he like runs back into the gym and I was putting my shoes on and he's like, Hey, can I have your number? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I gave my number. And that's where it kind of kicked everything off. Like we literally texted 24 seven. He walks me home every single day after school. And it was um, two miles from his house. Like it was one mile in the opposite direction. And then he would walk back to his house every day after school, even if it was like blizzard. So yeah, was he was really very scary. dedicated. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so yeah, but that's pretty much how we met. And then at, like, as he was walking me home every day, we got to know each other. Like we talked a lot cause it's a long walk, you know, a mile. Mm-hmm. So after that, like he asked me out and we dated all through high school and then we got married in 2019. So it's, coming up on our two-year wedding anniversary yeah I was um talking to someone the other day and I was like yeah they're gonna have their they're about to have their two-year anniversary and that's so weird because I feel like the wedding was so long ago but also not I know doesn't it feel that way yeah it's because we've been together for so long but also like time has flown by like yeah, like it's like already yesterday, like we were like in high school, like not having any responsibility, you know, and now we have to like pay our rent for our apartment. We just got a puppy. So we're kind of moving along the timeline. No kids yet, but yeah, <laughs> <positive> <laughs> our baby. But yeah, that's how we met. And I think it's a really cute story because like both of us had no intention of going like it. It would be so fun for like him to tell his side because he wasn't planning on going either. It was last minute for him too. So we really believe that like it wasn't a coincidence that we met. It was definitely fate. So that's how me and Jared met. Well, I think your guys' story is so cute. Definitely very inspiring to me that I need to find a guy who would be willing to walk two miles every day (laughs) for me. Yeah, we have some fun stories of walking and yeah talking and hanging out so it was a good time (laughs) so cute well on the flip side of that not all of us can have our happily ever after right now so while you are living this life I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum and I'm uh, single and lonely so it's okay literally like you're so young so I'm like I'm young too like a lot of people don't get married I was 19 almost 20. Yeah, you were my oh. age. How old was I? You were 19. I was I was 19. I had turned 19 4 months before. So I was yeah. really young, like I'm still really young and everyone's different. There's no rush on when to get married or settle down or get in a relationship. So, no shame. You know, you know what's weird though? I think about it cuz I'm I'm on the end where I'm closer to being 20 at this point. Mm-hmm. But so I'm older, you know, a little bit older than you were when you got married. Mm-hmm. And I think about myself right now and I'm like, first off, I'm not even in a relationship, but I could never see myself getting married right now. It's just crazy. Yeah, Everyone's different. Like you really have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I just wanted to share some of my funny dating stories. Um, and I'm just going to share three of them for the sake of time. But they're really funny. So the one thing that I also wanted to highlight, at the end of each little guy that I talk about, and of course I won't share their names, but at the end of each guy, I'm going to say something that I learned because I do want to be positive and we, there is something to learn from every relationship, every date, every little interaction with everyone that we see. So I want to stay positive about that. Um, so I think that's really good because you're right there. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> really know, but there are lessons to be learned with every single person that you date or that you 
talk to for a prolonged amount of time, you know? So I think it's great that you're going to share what you learned. Yeah, me too. I was like, you know what? I should just be positive and not totally like bash on these guys. So, um, first I'm going to use like a code name because I don't want to expose them for their real name, but it's kind of confusing if I don't say a name. Mm -hmm. So the first guy, we'll just call him Jack. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, so this is Jack. Okay. So, um, okay. So Jack is, he has a connection with my best friend. And I won't say how, because that can make him really easy to identify, but he's friends with my best friend somehow. And, um, so this is so awkward if they end up listening to this. I know. Totally gonna hear. I keep thinking it's easy to connect the dots because they've lived it. So if they listen, <laughs> oh no, yeah, do, but. If they listen, then they're going to know that I'm talking about them, but at least nobody else will know. So they'll hear my side of the story if they hear, okay? Maybe I just have to be cool with that. So Jack, um, so I went down to visit my best friend in Utah one weekend, um, and this was at the end of last year, and I was in the background of a picture, and it got put in a group chat, and just like sending out like what they were doing that night or something. And Jack was on the group chat and saw my face and was like, oh, who is that girl? Like, I think she's really cute. And so they were like, oh, that's Sydney's best friend. She lives in Idaho. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I think she's really cute. But he didn't ask for my snap or my number or anything. He just like thought I was cute. So fast forward to probably like a few weeks later, or like a month later, um, I get a text or a Snapchat from my best friend's boyfriend. And he's like, hey, we're in Pocatello right now, which is like an hour away from where I live. And he was like, are you home? And I was like, what? And so I think he called me on Snapchat and was like, yeah, so it's me and Jack and one of our other friends. We we wanted to go to Jack in the box because apparently there's no Jack in the box in Logan and there's one where I live. Yeah. And so they're like, we wanted to go to Jack in the box. And I was like, okay, yeah, right. And then they were like, but can we come over and like hang out after? And I was like, so you, and it was like kind of late. Like I think they showed up at like eight o'clock and it's like a two and a half hour drive. So they just randomly decided that day to drive up and see me. So they show up at the apartment and it was fun. We played games and everything. Um, but I was like, does Sydney, and Sydney's my best friend, I was like, does Sydney know that you guys came up? And they were like, no, she's working. Like, she's been working this whole time. It's really busy. And so I was like, Sydney's going to hate you guys for coming up without her because she would want to mm-hmm. see me. <laughs> so then I, like, finally got in touch with Sydney after they left. And I was like, they literally drove up from Utah to come see me tonight. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I'm so jealous. So that was a Saturday night. They came, they hung out, they had fun. Jack was very nervous and quiet. Um, But he did it. He drove up to see me randomly on one night. Very spontaneous. Um, So then the next day, I was having a Christmas party. And... I had planned this Christmas party for a few weeks and my best friend Sydney and her boyfriend were supposed to come up for the party. So her boyfriend had already come up the day, the night before. It's a two and a half hour drive one way. So they drove five hours the night before to round trip to come up to see me. So then the next day they were going to do it again. And Jack wanted to come. And so Sydney calls me and is like, Hey, Jack wants to come to this Christmas party. So can he come? And I was like, um well this is awkward because I already have another guy coming (laughs) and he was like that's okay I'll tell Jack that you have another guy and see if he still wants to come so she tells Jack that I already have like kind of like a date already and Jack still wants to come and I was like yeah I was like okay like I'll give you credit for that then so they showed up and we went to go meet them downstairs 
And like my date came with me and we like met them downstairs. And then I was like, oh, hi, Jack. And like my date's like standing next to me. Like so weird. Um, but anyway, so we play games, whatever, we have fun. And the whole time, Jack did not say a word to me. Like, was he that nervous? Yeah, I think so. He literally, like, they drove up so long and he did not say a word. So I was like, he has to ask for my snap today. And of course he didn't. So anyways, so we're, you know, we're playing games and, um, like we played this one game where, you like say someone asks you a question like whispers it into your ear and you have to say the name of the person in the room who you would answer so everyone else in the room only knows your the name that they say but they don't know the question and then if you like roll like this certain thing on the dice then if your name was called you have to leave the room and then everyone else gets to know the question but you don't so jack someone asked him the question like if you could kiss anyone in this room right now who would it be and i didn't know the question but he said my name so then i had to go out of the room and everyone like i was in the hallway and then i hear everyone just like oh and i walk in and Jack and the guy that was like kind of my date were kind of just like eyeing each other. And I was like, oh, so it was probably like a, a relationship type question. And Jack had the guts to answer my name to that when he knew I had another guy there. So he was kind of gutsy in that way, but he like didn't talk to me at all. He was super awkward. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't either. It was kind of weird. So anyways, flash forward, he got my Snapchat by asking his best friend for it, didn't ask me. We're talking, we're FaceTiming, and we're just getting to know each other like long distance. And then I planned a trip in January to go down and visit my best friend, and he was there. So I'm in Utah, and I had dropped my best friend off at work. She was working for the night. And so me and Jack, like Jack was like, do you want to do something? And I was like, okay, great. Like this is going to be our the time we're going to spend together alone so we can actually get to know each other like on a better level, like a date. And because every other time we had hung out, it was with people. And he didn't talk to me in front of everyone else. So I'm like, yeah, like, come pick me up from Sydney's house. So then he texts me. He's like, yeah, I'm here. So I go out and I'm looking all cute. I walk out and his best friend is in the passenger seat. Oh my gosh and so I was like I guess I'm sitting in the back so I open the door sit in the back and I'm hold, like hold on he didn't even open the door and offer to sit back there with you or offer for you to sit in the front no he did not very weird right that's so weird so I sit in the back like a third wheel and I'm like leaning up to the front of the seats like hey guys like include me and it's so weird so then we get to his house and he had like um like a movie theater in his house very nice um and so we get to his house we go downstairs to the movie theater we sit on like one end and then his best friend sits on the other end of the movie theater to like give us space because later I found out that he was really uncomfortable and he had tried to tell Jack like dude like hang out with her on your own this is weird but Jack was too nervous that and is weird it's like at some point just buck up like if you really like a girl right just go for it <laughs> right and that was the thing that was awkward because like I like so Jack's best friend I, I don't know if I said this but it's my best friend's boyfriend so Sydney's boyfriend um and so like I'm like hanging out with my best friend's boyfriend and then Jack like you know it was so weird and it was fun still not like I don't like any of like either of them but I just like was like are we gonna have a date or no so like I drove all the way down to Logan and now I'm hanging out like as a third deal so then I had to pick up Sydney from work and so we were like let's just go like an hour before she gets off and eat some food because she's a server or she's a hostess or something and so we go to Chili's we walk into the restaurant, Sydney goes to give us a table, and there was four seats. And Jack sits on the same side as his best friend, and I sit on the other side. What is with this guy? Yeah, and I was so uncomfortable. I was like, so he's really not going to sit by me. So I'm like, um, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quickly. And I leave, and Sydney was still at the table. And apparently when I left, Sydney was like, Jack, sit on the same side as her. 
Like, this is so God. awkward. So he, so I come back. It was. So I come back and now he's sitting on the same side as me. So like, it was just weird. Like I was like, sit on the same side as me to begin with. Anyway, so awkward. It was so awkward. So then he, he paid. So that was kind of like a date. And then, you know, we went back, watched a movie and then he kissed me and I'm so sorry, Jack, but it was the most awkward kiss of my life. <laughs> Jack, if you're hearing this, don't be offended. <laughs> yeah, Jack, please don't be offended, but I'm sorry. I just have to say it. Most awkward kiss of my life because you were straight as a board. No, like, body language. Not that I'm saying, like, it needs to be crazy with the body language, but I'm just, like, it was, it was literally like um, kissing a tree. It was, it was so bad. And sometimes I get flashbacks of that night and I remember that awkward kiss and I just cringe. Ew, I'm cringing for you. That's so awkward. Yeah, very, very weird. I'm cringing right now. I'm very uncomfortable. But that was Jack. And that was a whole long story. But the whole thing that was so awkward with him was like, we had all this buildup and he had been so courageous to come to see me two nights in a row, like driving five hours each day round trip. And then when I finally go down to like actually see him, it's a third wheel date. Like what is up with that? Yeah. Like he put all this effort in and then made it super awkward. And it kind of seems like, I know this isn't what he wanted to put off, but it seemed like he really didn't want to go on a date with you. Like, why right. else would you bring your best friend? Right. That is exactly what I was feeling. Like, I was like, this is so weird. And the other thing that's weird is I haven't talked to him in since probably February, which isn't that long, but I haven't talked to him since February. Of this year and or last year? Of this year. Yeah. So this is all pretty recent. Um, but I'm going down to see my best friend this weekend and he's in the friend group. And so like we're gonna I'm gonna see him again so it's quite well, awkward. good luck to you <laughs> thank you um so the the lesson that I learned from him is that if they wanted to they would because and this isn't a positive way because he wanted to see me so he drove up two and a half hours to see me right. and then the next day did the same exact thing and then after that, he kind of went downhill with the, the double date or the date with his best friend, whatever. But he did show me that if, if you want to, then you will do it. That's a good takeaway. So that was Jack. Next guy that we have is. Can I pick the name? Yeah. Yeah, you can pick the name. Benji. Benji. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first one that came to me. <laughs> okay. So we're calling this next guy Benji. And Benji is a wannabe cowboy. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> let me just say <laughs> my husband, Jared, <laughs> if he could live on 20 acres of land and be a farmer, he totally would. Like he loves his cowboy boots and yes he does he sure does he will wear them when it's 100 degrees out with jeans um so it's just funny because like I feel like Jared kind of is like that too but I feel like I, okay I've heard this story that you're gonna tell so knowing the background like I feel like he really is a wannabe cowboy like there's a difference yeah, <laughs> yeah no that's so funny though um okay so Benji wannabe cowboy Benji he came over one night and then at the end of the date he actually told me like I was gonna bail on you actually and I was like why How did you say that <laughs> right I was like this is weird anyways so he comes over one night like I was like doing homework and he was like we were snapchatting and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just doing homework. I'm going to watch a movie later. And he was like, oh, do you want to watch a movie together? And I was like, sure. And so then he comes over and I had a feeling he was going to bail because he like stopped replying to me right before he was supposed to come over. 
And then he was randomly like, I'm here. And I was like, okay, so you didn't bail. So he shows up and right away goes for the firm handshake. And that's, you know, respectful, but I was caught off guard. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So goes for the firm handshake. He's like, hi, I'm Benji. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, okay. Hi, I'm Haley. And then my cousin was standing in the kitchen and he walks over to her. And he's like, I'm Benji. Nice to meet you. And she was like, uh, okay, hi. Um, <laughs> so then we go into the living room and um, something about me, um, I have this movie, The Space Between Us, that I have watched with probably like seven or eight guys. And it's kind of a test to see how they react to the movie because I really like it. And there's like some really good like messages in there. So if they don't like it, then it means that I don't want to date them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this little test that I have. Anyways, so I was like, he was like, what movie do you want to watch? And I was like, have you ever seen The Space Between Us? And so we watched The Space Between Us and he liked it. So I was like, okay. Okay. Good sign. It's going well. But the entire time we were watching the movie, he kept asking me if I had TikTok. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, well, do you like show me some of your TikToks? And I was like, ew. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, There's ew. something so cringy about showing people your TikToks. Right? Like, I literally have, like, so many TikToks that I make. Like, I make them and just post them, and I don't even care. But if anyone ever found them that I know, I would be re- really embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, asking. He's like, show me your TikToks, like, all night. And I was like, no. And he kept trying to, like, take my phone and find my TikTok. And so then he was like, let me show you my TikToks. And he's, like, showing me these dances that he's doing. And it was just really cringy. And just weird. And then he kept, like, singing TikTok songs. And I wish that I could remember which one he kept singing over and over again. Because it was one of the weird ones. And if I hear, like, if I was scrolling on the For You page and I heard it, then uh, immediately I would think of Benji. Because he kept singing it over and over again. And I was like, you know, you don't really, like, sing TikTok sounds on a loop. No. Mm-mm. It was really embarrassing for him. So we finished the movie and then he's talking about how he wants to go off-roading. Oh, I forgot about the wannabe cowboy part. He was wearing like the pointiest cowboy boots. <laughs> and that was that was like the wannabe cowboy part. Um, so he t- keeps talking about how he likes to go off-roading and he has this truck that he always takes off-roading. And when I think of a truck, I think of a pickup truck. And so... <laughs> I was like, well, do you want to go off-roading now? And he was like, really? Yeah, sure. So then I, like, you know, put a warm coat on because it was cold and different shoes on. And then he's like, okay, let's go. So then he had just installed, like, this giant light bar. And he was really showing it off because, like, when you're off-roading, you have to be able to see. And it was really, it was dark. It was, like, 11 o'clock at night. Don't ask me why I did that. Um, so we go to get gas and everything, and he's just, like, playing, like, the cringiest music, and then we go out to the middle of nowhere to go off-roading by the Snake River, and literally, don't ask me why I did this. I know, I, I've heard this one, and I remember asking you, like, why, just why? I don't know, it was weird, um, but, so we go to the Snake River, and we're off-roading, and the thing about this whole time was I've never been off-roading. And so he's like changing gears, doing all this stuff, shifting. And the whole time I'm sitting in the in the front, the, like the passenger seat, and I'm just like bouncing everywhere. Like I'm just gonna say it, like my boobs are just going crazy. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like trying to talk to him and I'm like, yeah, so <laughs> and I was like, so awkward and so I'm like folding my arms to try and like not make it so obvious that my boobs are going crazy because we're going on all these bumps and then like okay so then we like pull up to the river okay and it's completely dark so I was like scared because I don't want to be at the river in the night so then he's like he like parks and turns the headlight, like, the big light bar on. And I was like, this is out of control. So it illuminates, like, the whole river. And I can see everything. Which made it so scary. Uh-huh. So then he, like, grabs my hand and he's like, let's go outside. And I was like, um, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and at this point, 
I was like so not into him. So I had been talking. I was like, like randomly, he he like we had stopped talking and he was just shifting gears like crazy. And I was like, yeah. So I don't think I'm over my ex. Like, how can I not make it more obvious oh that I'm not into him? And he still wasn't getting it. So he pulls me out and he's like, see, like it's just like so pretty at night. You can see all the stars. So then he like grabs my hand and then pulls me in and kisses me in front of his like car with the big light bar, but I was facing the light bar. So I was blinded. Like I couldn't see anything. And he like pulls me in and kisses me. And it was so awkward. I will not even get into details because it's so cringy. More awkward than Jack. Um, I don't for different reasons. Awkward for different reasons. Like he was just like, like, Benji was just so into it and I was so not. And so I kept pulling away and he actually should have gotten my hand from pulling away. And I don't appreciate his lack of respecting my boundaries, but anyways, so I like, I finally, I like pulled away and I just started laughing. Like I was like, okay, I'm cold. (laughs) So I got back in the car and then he tried to kiss me again. And I was like, no, I like swerved him. So then we keep driving, keep off-roading, and then we go to this random field, and he starts, like, doing, like, donuts. And he was like, look at this. And he's, like, going, like, crazy. And I was just like, this is not attractive to me. I don't think you understand. So he was just doing the most, and I was, like, not into it. So then we go and get McDonald's ice cream cones, and we sat in the parking lot and ate ice cream. And it was really fun, because at this point, he knew that I wasn't into him. So it was kind of more like a friendly thing. Mm-hmm. Then we were looking on each other's Instagrams and it says like who you follow in common. And he was like, wait, how do you know this guy? I was like, Oh, this guy and I, we had a thing. Um, and he, he was actually, this connects the stories with Jack and Benji. This guy that Benji knew that I had a thing with was the date to my Christmas party. That was there when Jack was there. So small world, but anyway, so I was like, oh yeah, we had a thing. Like we went on some, a few dates, whatever. And he was like, that's my bro. That's like my homie. And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, like I can't kiss the homies girl. And I was like, first off, I literally said to him, I was like, first off, I'm nobody's girl. Don't, don't act like I belong (laughs) to anyone. And he was like, no, but like, that's like so against bro code. Like, I'm not kidding. He sounded exactly like this. He was like, that's so against bro code. Like he can never know that I kissed you. And I was like, well, maybe you should have kissed me then. Like I said that. Cause I was like, I didn't want to kiss you. And he was like, well, I just like, I feel so bad. Like he can never know, like literally. And I was like, just so cringed out by that. I was like, okay, whatever. So then he drops me off at my apartment and he's like, Hey, don't be a stranger, and then drives off, and I never talked to him again. <laughs> and he never reached out to me either. Like, it was just, like, a mutual thing. We never talked again. That's such a good ending. <laughs> yeah, he was like, don't be a stranger. And I was like, yes, yeah, same. And then that was it. What's your important lesson that you learned from this one? Um, my important lesson from this one is do not go off-roading on a first date. Like, For honestly, so many reasons. <laughs> for so many reasons. I think about, like, I'm... You know, like, what did I learn, like, about life? But I didn't learn anything about life with him because it was just so awkward. Yeah, don't go off-roading on a first date, especially in the middle of the night, like, with a random person. Don't do it. Yeah, that sounds like a lead-up to a story on Dateline. Yeah, it, it really does, and I don't really know why I did it. But, I mean, I made sure, like, before I left, I talked to my roommate. I was like, this is where we're going, and she had her phone on with my location the whole time. Okay, good. So, I mean, that does make me, I mean, I still look kind of dumb, but that saves me a tiny bit because I did, I was like, hey, this is where we're going. Do you think he's okay? Do you think it's safe? And she was like, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Just look, I have your location on the whole time. And I was like, okay, cool. Sometimes you don't learn anything significant and it's just a funny story. And I think that's what this one was. And yeah, it's so cringy. I'm like trying to put myself in your shoes. I can't even imagine how awkward that was. Yeah, it was just really uncomfortable. Just like the off-roading and everything just bouncing around. I was like, this is so uncomfortable. So weird. So that was Benji. Um, This last date that I'm going to talk about is kind of a nicer one. Um, That has a bad ending. 
Because, so this guy, we will call him Steven. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going off guys I've never met before. So um, <clears throat> we'll call him Steven. So Steven and I, you know, we met on a dating app and I was like, we were Snapchatting, <clears throat> getting to know each other. And he was like, one day he was like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm taking a math test. And he was like, oh, well, I'm a math TA on campus. Like, I can help you. And I was like, oh, okay. And this was an open note test. So nobody come at me. To me. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was open note. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was like, yeah, you can come over. So I go and like do some light makeup because I literally looked like a bum. I had actually... I was seeing this guy before and we were going towards that direction of like starting to date. Mm -hmm. And then literally that morning, um, he completely blindsided me and was like, no, like I'm done with this whole thing. And we were very, like really close to being in a relationship. And so I was completely blindsided and it was that morning. So I was sad and a little bit heartbroken and so that day, like, I had gone to work, and then I came back, and I put, like, this giant oversized hoodie on. My hair was in this ratty braid, and I just put the hood up, and I had, like, these gross shorts on. Like, I was just, like, not caring what I looked like. So then when this guy was like, I'm going to come over, I, like, ran to the back, and I put some sweats on, and I kept the, the hoodie on with my hair messy, and then I just put, like, some light makeup on. But I looked like a bum quite honestly but I was like I don't care because I'm done trying with guys and they can just like me for who I am so Steven comes over and he like so he's when he's on his way he snapchats me a video of him just cruising down the hill on his skateboard oh my gosh <laughs> and I was like wow he's really coming for me so he shows up to my apartment and he was so personable so friendly and just super friendly so then um he was like well like he came over because he had two cats at his apartment and I have my cat here. And so he was like, you know, playing with Gigi, being a father figure. And I was like, wow. You're like, this is what Gigi needs. Uh -huh. <laughs> and even though at that time, Gigi had like five father figures because I was going on dates with a lot of people. Um, and so <laughs> just dates. I wasn't dating five people. Um, and so you know, Steven's playing with Gigi. I'm taking my math test. This guy lied about being a TA because he did not know anything I was doing and did not help me whatsoever. So then, um, so he, um, you know, he's playing with Gigi and then he's like, do you want to come see my cats? And I was like, sure. So I put some shoes on and let me say, I kind of looked like a skater girl. And he was like, okay, like, do you want to drive? Because I only have my skateboard. And I was like, sure. So we're going down to my car and I lived on the fourth floor and it was a really big building. So he's like, here, get on the skateboard. I'll teach you how to skate. So I get on, he grabs my hands and he's kind of like running me down the hallway. It was really cute. Really so cute. Fun. It was so fun. And like ever since then now I want to go on a date with a skater boy because it was so fun. Um, so if anyone knows any skater boys out there in my area, hit me up. <laughs> um, so then we're like skating down to my car and he was like, it was just really cute. Like really cute. It felt like a movie. Um, and so then we go to his apartment and we're playing with the cats and then we just turned on music like so loud, like through the TV and we were just dancing, like literally going crazy, just me and him. And it was so fun we were just genuinely having such a good time. And like, he was like grabbing my hands, like spinning me around. And then we were just like dancing, like by ourselves. And it was like literally the definition, actually though, um, we were, it was the definition of dancing. Like nobody was watching. Oh, that's fun. And now that I'm telling this, I'm kind of like, wait, Stephen, where are you now? Where are you? <laughs> um, so it was kind of the definition of dancing. Like no one's watching. And so we're just dancing around, having fun, and then um, we have a curfew at my college, so if you're out past curfew, then your car will get booted, and it's $75 to take it off. So I was like, you know, I have to go home because I don't want to get booted. So he walks me out to my car, 
And he never kissed me. And that's really important to the story. And I appreciated that he didn't try and like kiss me on the first date because he didn't just like want to get that out of me, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I go home, you know, the next day I find out my two roommates had COVID. So I was already vaccinated. And so I could still work and I could go out and everything, but they told me to try and stay home if I could, because this was before the CDC said you don't have to um, quarantine if you're vaccinated. So um, I only left to go to work and that was it. So Steven kept saying, I want to hang out again. Like that was so fun. And I was like, just telling him, you know, my roommates have COVID, whatever. So then the day that we got out of quarantine was Valentine's Day. So to celebrate, we went to this Valentine's Day party. I didn't go with Steven. I went with my cousin and my roommate and it was really fun, super fun party. Um, I was living my best life. And then I see Steven and mind you, this entire time I was in quarantine, Steven kept Snapchatting me all these date ideas that he had, like really cute. And he was like, literally like, you're the only girl that I want to go on a date with right now. Like, I wish that you could get out of quarantine. And one of the days that we were in quarantine, he actually skateboarded over to my apartment and wore like um, a mask and came to my apartment door. And we like sat at the door and talked for like five minutes because he just wanted to see me. Yeah, it was really cute. But so like this whole time I was like, okay, like Steven seems like a really loyal guy, you know? Yeah, no. Because then I'm at this party and he didn't know I was out of quarantine or anything. Then I see him in the distance. And I was like, is that Steven? So I run over to him and I was like, Steven, hi. And he was like, hey, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were out of quarantine. And I was like, yeah, we just got out today. And he was like, I didn't know you would be here. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I am here. And then these two girls were like, Steven, come on. These two girls. Oh my gosh. So I was like, um, okay. And he was like, um, you should come over and cause this party was at like this old gymnasium. So they had like a foam pit and he was like, you should come over and like jump in the foam pit with us. And I was like, um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is that so middle school? Um, <laughs> I was like, Steven, no. Why don't you it. come and jump in the foam pit with us? <laughs> yeah. I was like, ew, no. I was like, um, no, I'm going to dance. And so we were just dancing, having a good old time, you know, and I looked really good. And then like a few other times he came over and tried to talk to me and I was just like, get out, you know, like, no. And so then we leave the the party and go back home. And I was just like, okay, well, there goes Steven. And I wasn't really that into him, but he was really nice. And like, I had just gotten like, kind of gotten my heart broken by another guy. So I was kind of sad. And he literally would Snapchat me, like, every day and just talk about how amazing our time was together. Like, he literally said, like, that was the best night of my life. Like, the best date ever. And for me, I kind of agreed. I was like, that was really fun because we didn't do anything. Like, I literally looked like a bum. And we just went and danced. And that was it. We had so much fun. Like, it wasn't this whole planned thing. But I wouldn't go so far to say, like, best date of my life. I felt the most comfortable mm-hmm. on that first date. But he was just, like, obsessed with it. Like, obsessed and he always talked about how much he loved it and he was like you know like I really want you to give me a chance and all this stuff and then I see him with these two girls and I was like okay yeah right bye you're not who you say you are right so then I stopped I kept leaving him on open and he was like what did I do wrong and so I told him I was like you showed up to a party with two girls like you're a player and he was like what those were my this is what he said in a quote he was like no, those are my two best friends and they're lesbian and I kind of like that. But, you know, and I was like, wait, Ew. I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, no, but I promise you, like, they're just friends. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But like, I'm not interested anyways. And then literally for like three days after that, he would send me like late night paragraphs, just like talking about how much he loved going on the date with me. And like, it was just like really cringy. And then one night I had actually like reconnected with my ex and things were going really well. Like I had a good conversation with him that night and we were going to like look at trying things again. And then, um, Steven calls me on Snapchat at like 1am and I was like, 
hello and I was in a good mood because I had just talked to my ex and it was like actually like a good thing like a good conversation so it was like hello and he was like oh my gosh like I finally reached you and I was like uh, okay and he was like listen I know that you think I'm a player but I want you to give me a second chance and I literally said, told him I was like so you're in your late night feels it's 1 a.m why are you calling me and he was like no I'm not in my late night feels but he was like listen I have a skateboard. You have a car. Let's go meet up somewhere and let's just talk like no expectations. And I was like, Steven, I'm not going to go meet up with you. And he was like, please, like, I'm begging you to give me a second chance. And I was like, Steven, no. And I was like, if you want to talk to me, you can come talk to me tomorrow. I'm going to go to bed. Bye. And he was like, okay. And I was like, that is so middle school. Yeah, it was so weird. And I was like, this is just so cringy. So I hung up the phone. And then after that, he kept texting me things like, like, he was like, our first date was the best date of my life. And I was like, only date. And he was like, I'm not he was like, No, I'm gonna make us go on a second date. And I was like, and then at that point, I just told him I was like, listen, friend zoned, like, we're done. We're not going to be in a relationship. You've been trying like this for weeks. It's obviously not working out. And the whole thing was just so awkward. But like, then he was like, Oh, you totally got the wrong impression. Like I wasn't wanting you to be my girlfriend. And I was like, dude, you literally have been trying to chase me for so long. So wishy-washy. And it was just, he was, I was like, dude, get your, get your mind right. So that was just weird. But the thing the thing that I took away from that is don't lend any, don't lend anyone your cat clippers because that night he wanted to cut his cat's nails. So I was like, here, you can borrow my cat clippers, like Gigi's nail clippers. And then I never got them back and I unadded him on Snapchat. And so I don't have my cat nail clippers anymore and I have no way to get them back. That's rude. <laughs> like, I know. But the actual important lesson that I did learn was that it's important that you are able to just have fun with someone and just like literally dance the night away if that's what you want to do. Um, that is so important. And the thing about him is that we never, like we never kissed or held hands or anything other than like when we were dancing, but we didn't do anything crazy. And we still like had such a fun time. So I think that's like something really important that I learned that like, it's really important that you're able to just have fun with someone and let loose and let go of all your issues. And that's what I could do with him. So I had faith in Steven in the beginning. Yeah. And then it took a really hard turn. It took a really hard turn. Like, it was so fun. Like, I literally was obsessed with that that night. Like, just so fun. Especially, like, the skating. Like, he just was, like, holding my hands, running, and we were just, like, laughing. And then he just took this, like, weird, obsessive turn. So awkward. All yeah. three of those had me laughing out loud. <laughs> Yeah. So those were, those are just three of my, my awkward date stories. I have so many more that I could spend hours talking about because I feel like I really, I just, I feel like I've had the cringiest dating experience. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I don't, I don't know why. Um, maybe I just like can't take anything seriously, but I just, or maybe I'm too hard on these guys, but like, some of these things, like these stories that I'm telling, it's not me just like in my own head thinking they're cringy. Like these are cringy things happening. I think the cringiest one was Benji for sure. Yeah. Because that just sounds like it's out of like a comedy skit or something. Like it doesn't seem like real life. Jack, that's just awkward. I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I bet there's many other people who, like, can say, like, oh, yeah, this happened to me, too. Um, and, like, with Steven, that happens all the time. Yeah, it does. Good, and then it literally, like, the next day, he's, like, a different person. Yeah, for sure. Jack and Steven are definitely very relatable. But Benji, that was just – and there's so many other details that like I just like left out for the sake of time that just contributed to the awkwardness of it all but the thing that was just so weird is that even after I told him like yeah I can't seem to get over my ex he still 
kept trying to kiss me. And I was like, dude, are you that desperate? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So that was him. Well, I really enjoyed listening to them. I heard bits and pieces of the stories, but I also liked how you tied in a lesson that you learned because that's important, especially like when you're young and you're like trying to figure out what you want. So I really right. liked that. And I hope all of our listeners enjoyed hearing them too, because it's just funny. Like, how can you not laugh at these? Right. And let me preface this because I don't want to sound like some crazy girl who goes on a ton of dates like every night because that's not who I am. But I also go to a Christian school. So like dating is very prevalent here. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, I'm not crazy, everyone. No, and like, you're not. That was like when you first went off to school. You know, and you're just trying new things. You're in a new place, meeting new people. Like, I feel like that's normal. Yeah, like I haven't been on a date with anyone out here since, um, since Steven, because I got in a relationship right after Steven. I, I already said I reconnected with my ex and then we broke up again. So, you know, another life lesson, don't reconnect with your ex. Don't give them a second chance. It's never going to work out. No shade. Actually, all tea, all shade. All tea, all shade. At one specific person. (laughs) At one person, yeah. So um, that is my dating stories featuring how Ken's met her husband and now they have an adorable family. So there's two sides of the spectrum here. We have this successful, happy family that Mackenzie has and then my messy, horrible dating life, you know? (laughs) You get to really good things and you have great yeah. stories. <laughs> yes, I have learned good things, but the end goal is you, <laughs> where you are. I'm excited for when you meet your person and you settle down. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, or whenever I just like what? actually get into a relationship. Yeah, whenever that may be. Yeah, it'll be fun, definitely. But for now, I'll just keep the, have these stories to keep me going, keep me laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope that you guys enjoyed this. It was definitely fun talking about it and definitely fun for Ken to listen. So if you have any funny, horrible, awkward dating stories or good dating stories, then we're going to do a little poll on the Instagram this week. So definitely contribute to that with your question or like, you know, where you can submit a question thing write down your little story and it would be so funny to feature some of your guys's like awkward date stories or fun date stories. Um, so keep a lookout for that. And then just stay tuned on Insta at real talk about feminism for all the other content that we're going to be posting throughout the week. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week's episode. I think it's number 12 already. Yes. So that'll be really great and follow us on Instagram at Real Talk About Feminism. We will see you guys next week.